it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us for today's episode of the Utopian Realities, Slope, Save Life on Planet Earth, Blog Talk Radio Show, bringing you solution bearers with practical, proven, scientific ways to help you eliminate global-level irradiation and extinction-level threats from your body and bringing forward the means to restore and sustain global waters, air, soil, and sentient life. Welcome. Hey, Hahane Washe, everybody. This is Siava with the Mending the Hoop Council with Geronimo and Grandmother Marge as and uh, as we continue the council and open up voices for the uh, missing and murdered Indigenous women. Uh, the Mending the Hoop Weekly Council uh, is co-hosted this week by uh, me, Siava, uh, Chief Geronimo, and uh, Grandmother Marge Grow Eppard. And uh, we're going to begin um, with um, an update on the Geronimo Hemp Plan and any counselors who call in updates on how their work assists in the mending of the sacred hoop. And then in the second portion, um, Grandmother Marge, um, with my assistance, is going to lead the circle where we open up the topic of healing from ancestral trauma and lateral violence, where we um, bring to light the dark world of missing and murdered Indigenous women with an emphasis on finding our way back to wholeness from unspeakable horrors, which need to be brought to light to heal. Um, If you want to be part of the program, you need to phone 914-205-5803. Welcome, uh, Grandmother Marge and Chief Geronimo. Oh. (laughs) And, um, you know, we dedicate... um, this work, which isn't really work because it's our lives dedicated to uh, great spirit, but we open our circles um, connecting to uh, great spirit. Marge, would you do the honors of opening the circle, please? Absolutely. Thank you. Everyone that can hear my voice, I call it in. As far as the east is from the west, as far as the north is from the south, all our relatives that have crossed over into the unseen world and the ones who are coming from the unseen world into the seen world. We also honor our four-legged, our winged ones, our creepy crawlies, the ones who swim in the waters, the ones who are the rock people, the rock nation, our standing up elders, which is the trees 
Star Nation, Two-Spirit people, all of them, we are all connected and we are all related. And as we join the circle of this new technology over the phone, everyone who is within hearing distance of this that takes a step onto somebody's land, do that land acknowledgement and honor those who were before us. I'm standing on Miwok land, and it's also shared with our relatives, the Ohlone and the Putwin people. We thank all of their relatives that are coming in also. Oh, to all my relations. Wow. Hi, hi. And I'm here on uh, Nua Segovia, Shopai land. And, uh, and that's a, you know, I was um, commenting, I did a live stream. I'm so excited that uh, Grandmother Marge is joining us. Um, mm. I'm just so happy. I have, like, I can't stop lili-liing. Um, and I, I just wanted to comment to um, that, you know, it's, we're living the two Rawampum Treaty. Mm-hmm. And we coexist. Like, I'm here on tribal land. And my neighbors are in Eureka County, Nevada, but I'm here in Nua Segovia in alliance with, you know, the Confederacy having taken refuge at the roots of the peace tree, thanks to the great peacemaker. And if, um, if Marge and um, Chief Geronimo don't mind, if, um, do you guys mind if I, I found this, um, it's planting season, it's gardening season, and I found this How to Now See seed song that I'd like to play. To, um, mm-hmm. be, to, it'll add to the prayer that um, the words that uh, Grandma Marge just did. Is that okay with you guys? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then I will share the link for everybody later. It's uh, How to Now Sani seed song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you, everybody. That is a uh, Howden Asani uh, seed planting song, and it is definitely gardening season. Um, how are are you guys gardening out there, um, Chief and Grandmother? Can you hear us? Because yes, um, I can hear you. Because um, your the the tape went out. We we couldn't hear it. Oh, you couldn't hear the the music. No. No. Yeah, I, heard it, I heard it you know, from a little bit, but um, it, it went out. I hope it played. Um, I mean, I, I'm, the studio, I hope, picked it up. It was playing on my computer. I'm using my laptop for the program. So we'll find out <laughs> when we go back and listen to the program. Otherwise, everybody can um, have a minute and 15 seconds of thinking about gardening. <laughs> That's right. Cool. Um, so I don't know if anybody else is going to join us. I 
you know, and but that points out the fact that the Geronimo hemp plant, um, Marge and um, Chief Geronimo are in Mendocino in in what is commonly called California. What is the right name for where you are, Marge? I'm not in Mendocino <laughs> County. I'm near the Bay Area, Vallejo, California. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. You're down near the Big Bay, huh? Nice. Yeah. So, but what is the tra- what would the traditional you, name be for the land where you are? Miwok, Miwuya, land. Miwuya land. Nice. But the the point I was making is. We just um, hopefully listened, I listened to a Haudenosaunee seed song, which is on the other coast of Turtle Island. And we are inviting um, the elders and the seventh and eighth generation. And we've got the ninth coming in too. (laughs) Babies just keep being born. Um, To bring your voices to this council. This is a council. And part of the reason we do this live and on Blog Talk is so that we have a record. Mm-hmm. So that if you can't join us live and you want to be part of it, you can um, you can catch up. Okay. So now I am going to pass the feather to um, Chief Geronimo because he is leading this portion of the circle. And it looks like we just I'm going to welcome. We had a guest. I'm going to find out who just came in. It's a local. Um, Nevada number. It's. I'm guessing it's either uh, Joshua Drake or um, Plumber Bob, <clears throat> who I invited, who's part of the community here. So let's find out who it is, and then Chief Geronimo will proceed. <clears throat> Welcome, yeah. um, six seven one. Who is with us? Josh Please Drake. say. Oh, welcome, Josh. Okay, welcome to the circle. I'm not going to mute anyone. So um, I I find part of the pleasure of doing a live broadcast is like the first one, um, the powwow was happening out at DQ University. Mm -hmm. And you could hear the roosters. And then Chris Hulliger came up and gave Chief Geronimo a truck. And it was just delightful. That's Mm -hmm. a nice thing about doing a live program. So um, everyone knows to be good guests, and I am going to pass the feather and be quiet. <laughs> Chief Geronimo, take it away. Well, um, Chief Geronimo here of Geronimo Hemp Industries, and you know, collaborations with um, economics of the rebuild of you know sustainability. You know, and it's been you know it's been a long time that you know Native Americans has shown is um, preservation in you know and economics of what it is that, you know, we have a natural ability and doing. And um, I happen to be, you know, very grateful here at, at DQ University that um, I have an opportunity that saw education of Native Americans and Chicanos to um, uplift itself. And my friend, you know, Christopher Robin, um, Grandma Marge, Guy, Mike, Lupe, Josh, um, Greg Iron, you know, Lupe, or um, Lupita, you know, have, has all, you know, provided a collaboration in what is education, what is economics, and what is the future or what is that we could, um, you know, associate to the best interest of our children, 
and our elders and our you know and parents alike you know what can we do and drama hemp industries has collaborated with you know a, a community development plan and we point out that um, the five best professors seven professors to date that could associate into um, a curriculum in cannabis and lab work soils and Hold <laughs> and um, to train, you know, um, Native Americans and public interests in reestablishing, you know, our soils, because you know our soils is the basis of our product, and we could regenerate the soils into our product that we could sustain a, a better future in food, clothing and other source of economics that could be, you know, utilized into, you know, DQ University and uh, two other universities that we're going to be establishing here in California in a, um, in a FEMA preparation, economical development resource and an educational development in, you know, in cannabis and, and research labs and, and so forth. And our, our development is to, you know, put our credibility into, you know, put our trust into the government and seeing that, you know, this, this full development plan and 1 million jobs can be associated to, you know, a government, government preparation. We need, I don't think that the right word is that we need to collaborate with, the, um, you know, the federal government, but we need to associate our availabilities that in the interest, if they can't, we have other resources into the, um, you know, radio broadcasts and individual words that we could carry on with each other to say that, you know, this can work, this will work. I put, a, I put myself into, into a countdown right now of 42 days. In 42 days that um, our funding for um, our, our cannabis research, our, our professors, as their educations and their structures that they're, they will, they really would like to come to DQ to, you know, to provide their, their services. But if for some reason that, you know, that education is not prepared to be collaborated by, you know, by these universities, there's two universities that they could look at and say, how, this is how it's going to be ran. This is the educational programs that DQ could collaborate with of other universities that they are a part of. This is part of their schools. This is part of what the first establishment that what we could show ourselves as Native Americans that, you know, can DQ handle this much of educational preparation? I believe it can. And if other resources out there that could show that, you know, education is the first development of resource to teach the future of what we need. How can we sustain an economy, just not by our employers, but by our education? Our education is the most important service that we have to date. And Native Americans deserves an educational program that can be uplifted. And, you know, Marge and the board has collaborated, you know, a 50-year anniversary and has overcome the, um, the tribulations of what powers that are against those that 
we really want to do and prevailing in what we could do tomorrow and showing our native neighbors and other reservations across the United States and indigenous and native countries that we are all one and we have the availability and structure to um, collaborate with other countries and other universities and other um, services in their best interests. And we have, we would like the understanding for um, all Native Americans that, who are on a reservation that can look outside their doors and say that what is our interest? Who is going to come and help us? Which nothing has ever been, I mean, shown not in the collaboration what we would like to show. And a new agency of Native Americans associating to Native Americans of reestablishing the our members that, you know, they need to go out and support their families, you know, and to better adjust to their lives. And we have the best secretary in government right now that has, I believe, in my, in my heart and my soul, that they have the best interests in action. And the plan that, you know, um, DQ has really has really um, injected their, their, their words, their support, even though they, they might not have seen it or felt it, that um, to me, that they have shown that with their words and their wisdom and what they've lived in their lives, that what they really want. And it has inspired my intentions to, you know, um, to do the right thing and to be a leader and, you know, in my community in Mendocino, to show that this is how you lead your people. A chief is one that, who takes the burden for his people. He doesn't take away. He provides. She provides. And this is the one thing I've learned in Standing Rock with my um, elder chiefs of the Horn, with each one of us that had an ability that we learned off each other. And we, we have held... 300 nations to collaborate that we are a strength. We are a nation under the treaties of the Iroquois Treaty of our Constitution and the Constitution of the United States. And upholding that treaty of the wampum of where we're at right here, right now, is can we, of the tribes of nations, come forth and accept you know, their lands to be grow for medicine and food and clothing, and the clothing of the animals of that creator gave us that is, is inhibiting that we don't have no more or resource anymore. And that the plan that we have that is constructed in the policies and the constitution and the bylaws that would help each reservation and it's, properties that we would come out to um, test the soils to um, you know work with the councils that if they um, came and said here this person is more qualified into you know showing around the reservations and the lands that would could be um, associated to the economics of you know not only hemp but energy other sustainable resources like FEMA right now has a um, hundred billion dollar um, light, um, blue light and red light, um, 
resource that will better lighting, better electricity that I would like to be able to um, acknowledge to the, um, the Native American people out there that there's an opportunity of in jobs in re-putting these pictures in federal buildings. And this is another creation of opportunity and job workforce to be able to sustain the economics and, you know, across the United States. Every single building, every single school across the United States is going to get this lighting fixture to, you know, better protect us and to save, you know, energy and, and our, our carbon resources. And we're here about the, the, the saving of, of our planet, the saving of our soils. If we don't do something right now, then, you know, we're going to lose and, you know, and every provisions because no one's looking at it. There, there's no government that is willing to step forward to, to challenge these farmers of these pesticides that don't need them. You know, it's, we waste more food than we grow. You know, the pesticides, without the pesticides, they say you lose food, but how much more can we lose of the, what it could be grown? We just got to keep our eyes on the, um, on the, the service and the process. Hi, hi. Um, may I ask, make a couple of comments? Um, it occurs to me, you know, we use the word um, reservation and the word Native American. Two things. One is um, I'm hoping that we're moving more to restoring the original nationhood of the original peoples. And it's so profound to me, uh, Chief Geronimo, that uh, Grandmother Marge, is with us because from my understanding, we're talking about the restoration mm-hmm. of matriarchal um, sovereignty for the original nations, which is what was in place before first contact and which is the basis of the 408 AD treaty in which when the Romans were defeated by the Visigoths, according to Musa Meredith Quinn, the Dakota international legal advisor, Um, Still, that treaty is in place in which the Romans, who were already Roman Catholics, um, swore to uphold tribal custom and usage. But you have to be the right kind of, excuse me for using the word Indian, to um, stand on that treaty. And so it is so profoundly important to me that um, Grandmother Marge is with us because behind every chief is the Casas of Missus. It's the clan mother. And so it's such a great honor. And I wanted to ask um, Grandmother Marge to go a little bit more deeply into the background. Because I know that she is on, um, I believe she's one of the trustees of DQ University. And I want to, I let listeners know in uh, in, um, promoting today's program I want to thank DQ University for adjusting your schedule so that this program could go on the air because there was some concern that we were, we are meeting at the time there was going to be a board meeting. So um, grandmother, would you please um, tell us from your perspective, could you comment on what um, Chief Geronimo has said and give us some of the vision of DQ and, Talk to us a little bit about the youth and what your hopes are going forward. Can your vision, if you would please? 
Oh, thank you, Sister. Much respect to Brother Chief Geronimo. A um, lot has been going on at GQ. You know, in 2010, I took the permaculture class out there in September, and a week before we got there, somebody had vandalized and broke all the windows, taken the copper out of electrical places, and just destroyed every single building out there. There was no life, no water, no electricity. And so I joined the board back then to hopefully bring that back to life with my cousin Sky Road Webb. We held the land there against the government Mm -hmm. seizing it back because any abandoned land that's federal, it goes back to the government. So we held it against all odds, and now there is electricity out there. Sky and I actually Mm -hmm. put in all the windows and reclaimed it back and done prayers and There's uh, Sundance Arbor out there. The planning for the roundhouse is going up, sweat lodges, classes, all of that. We actually, I'm a director of American Indian Movement, Foothills Central California, and our youth group is out there actually dancing because this is their future. It's where I step back and I listen to this next generation of what they want done out there, and we had a talking circle on Deed Day, April 4th, and it was our 50-year anniversary, and I asked this youth in front of a couple of the spiritual leaders and the director of AIM Northern Nevada, if you want me to back down from this school and walk away and not bring this up for the next seven generations, I will lay down. I'll walk away, and each each one of them held an eagle feather and said, truthfully, we want you to keep going, Auntie. We want to be able to come to this school and to learn and to be able to come as board of trustees here and to get our education and our certification where we can be comfortable dancing in our roundhouse and speaking in the White House this come from our youth and I said I will hold it still so this is them coming through and dancing Uh, in their words not mine I did not coerce them I did not put these words in their mouth (laughs) they want that school to succeed so I am standing well this is a challenge call out to the youth they need to join this circle we consider them as equals I, I I'm going to interject for a second and do a shout out to Jane Fonda for her uh, Friday things. I listened to Jane yesterday and I was so thankful and also a shout out to sister Winona up in rice country mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Northland. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jane had um, a youth on who's written a book. He's like nine years old and he sound, wow. he, he was an adult. He was a human. He was fully conscious. And he was giving details on environmental solutions. And then there was an African-American college student she interviewed. Wonderful interview. Wonderful interview she did with this young woman who's in purposely moved to Washington, D.C. to be an activist. And so please, youth, you know, we, I don't practice ageism. We are eternal beings. And when you're awake, you're awake. 
So please, you know, seventh and eighth generation, we pass the feather in these circles. Those youth whose vote, who's with their hearts and souls said yes to their auntie, join this council. And we also, as I've told um, Chief Geronimo, and I'm telling Marge, we have seven days a week of two hours. And I invite the youth from DQ to get with me and Marge and, and Geronimo, and let's give the youth a weekly program. Bring your own friends in. Talk about what you want. We will be there so you guys don't, you know, because I was going to do, I'm still going to do a youth um, dance event here and open up for the youth in our community. But I found that you guys do need, especially the younger ones, need chaperones because there's so much influence. And I had some young girls, I told them they could be the DJs, and they suddenly were playing all this really dark rap music and I'm like no I don't think so so it's no offense youth but sometimes you still you still need your elders you will always need your elders just as we always need the youth um let me see there was one oh one other thing um Chief Geronimo you used the word Native Americans and this is to our and you know I'm the uh, the chairwoman of the white Buffalo nation for the people of the four directions, white, black, yellow, red. And it's a way to bring what in Lakota we call the Wasichu nods, those who are not greedy, who want to be part of a tribal confederacy, mm-hmm. um, not disrespecting the uh, Roman Senate style governments of the States, but we'd rather come in tribally. But, you know, a lot of people have said to me um, who are immigrant children, they consider themselves Native Americans because they were born on Turtle Island. What, you know, how do we relate to those who are willing to work with us and who I recommend they trace their roots um, to their original tribal heritage, be it, you know, European, African, Asian, you know, as Meredith Quinn so eloquently said, you know, everyone is a descendant of an original tribe, Mm -hmm. pre-contact, you know, but I just wanted to clarify that. Um, Can you both maybe speak to that, that particular word, Native American, and whether that's, you know, what that anyway you know what i'm saying well um i'll take this on i mean i'll start first so um native american you know in you know to my perspective in in my understanding native is of country of origin of place you know and um this is who we are who i who i am and that of my of my family, my heritage, this is our country. Our land is our future. And that, you know, it's our our place to be able to um you know, to build that. And, you know, a reservation, you know, and you know I think it is a mischaracter of, you know, of who we really are. But this is how that, you know, that some recognitions of government sees 
reservation. You know, most most white people will say reservation to a restaurant. You know, a reservation <laughs> to uh, arranging a car. You know, it's like what? That's going to make the reserve. You know, um, that's not held in trust. You know, so right. You know, is that we we as Native Americans? You know, like I, mean, I studied for twenty years and you know prepared this development through my heart and soul as you know what Marge has done into her heart and soul for her people and the educational development for what it is that we're here today to prepare for and that most people do have a mis collaboration and well this is not who we are and this is not who we are well two nations you're you know like um Russia Germany um India Korea all natives natives to country we are natives to country that makes us individual sovereigns we sovereignize that who we are we're separate that's where the international um services are processed that you know that's where medical becomes in in, in commodities coming for transportation air water um air water um there's one more i have and um, transportation. Anyway, so, you know, so we have this interstate of, you know, um, a collective and cooperative that, you know, we can, we can make agreements with ourselves. And as, you know, native to country and, you know, and, and to culture, this is who we are. And if we adapt to what is the rest of the world of the United Nations, you know, Associate, associate and culturalize itself with, then we bind ourselves with a part. You know, the United States, you know, I don't blame the United States for what happened. I blame them for not looking after what it is the responsibility that they gave people. They lost that interest because there's hundreds of thousands of employees of government that which you know, the president and the secretary and these, you know, other associate departments, I think there's only four of them that run, you know, a lot of these other agencies and other departments, you know, is that, you know, that's my understanding is that that's my way of native. Native is that of country. So what is the proper, then how, how should these people who have, and I tell people, you know, a lot of people, um, who we would call white, say they're patriotic. And I say, well, I'm matriotic. You know, the earth is my mother. Yep. Um, but what word would be most appropriate and respectful, do you think? I mean, this is just kind of brainstorming, you know, well, to honor yeah. their love for Turtle Island, you know, because we finally reached a point when they, when they arrived 500 years ago or whatever, they couldn't, Nope, they couldn't see. The ones who were the tools of conquest, who came, you know, thinking this was the promised land, which it is, so to speak, this is sacred land, you know, this is the heart of Earth, is Turtle Island and the Black Hills. I mean, it is, you know, the most sacred place on Unchimaca, to me, anyway. And so these people had this calling in their hearts, but they couldn't see. They were so enculturated. And now we're all speaking the same language and it's the time of healing. How do we integrate with them? And um, what should they be calling themselves? <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to 
you know, I, I've created a little divergent pocket here, but I think it's it's important for our listeners. Uh, Margie, you want to um, you want me to um, answer that first, or do you want to? Or well, first and foremost, what I'm going to say, these are my words. It does not reflect Thomas, and it does not reflect you or the radio station. I honor the medicine wheel, the red, yellow, black, and white, because without that, we are never going to be connected. I honor the eagle and the condor that states when they come together, that prophecy, we will live in peace. Now, I stated I'm director of American Indian Movement, Foothill Central California. Always tell people. And I ask them in speaking engagement, who here is indigenous? Only native people raise their hand. And I say, bull crap. If you're Italian <laughs> from Italy, China, India, German, you're indigenous from that area, raise your damn hand. When you say indigenous, hi, hi. you are claiming you are indigenous from your people and be proud of that. Coming here does not take away who you are. Indian, I claim American Indian movement because I've been called worse. I've been called sand, (laughs) nigger. I've been used the N-word, squaw, every single one. So when you say I'm Indian, I'll take that as pride. Native American? For sure. I mean, being associated with people from India? (laughs) Hey, March. I have, I have cousins who are in India as Asian, Beautiful. non-native, yes. and the black nation. And I, I don't look at people's origin. I look at their spirit. Like when you walk into That's that right. sweat lodge yeah. and you crawl on your knees mm-hmm. inside that <laughs> womb, you're a spiritual being yeah. trying to be human, yeah. not a human being trying to be spiritual. So this is just my word. Hi, so if there's letters or anything, direct them to me. Wopla. Oh, that reminds me of the other question I had. Um, I'm also, I'm, was, I'm very honored to be a, a member of Wounded Knee AIM, and I have my AIM flag in my home. Um, and Gar- thanks to uh, the late Gary Rowland, the chief of the Fire Lightning Teoshpia, and I'm trying to remember the four, it's sovereignty, sobriety, spirituality. What's the fourth principle? I keep forgetting. I'm, I'm, I just keep asking people, do you know what the so four principles of Amar? Spiritual. I, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Um, the ones that I remember, I believe. Okay. Thank you. That's the medicine will um, white bison. And that will lead us into um, the second part of our program. I'm not sure if Chief Geronimo told you that I am in July taking the uh, training, the women's circle training for Wellbriety so that um, I can lead groups here because we intend to be a recovery center and have resident um, here for um, women who perhaps are 
experiencing uh, lateral violence, domestic violence, and need a place beyond a women's shelter for their children and themselves. And uh, we look forward to that. And so this, and we will have sweat lodge both here on the mainland and then on the other eight acres. I have an idea that after six months of sobriety um, that people can be preparing for Amblecha and they can go and do as a, you know, as when they're ready to have to renew their vision can go out to the other eight acres and uh, do Amblecha. I'm excited. And I'm excited. Um, you know, at, I'm looking forward. I hope to coming in person and, um, you know, seeing you both and having you come here. I'm really excited. And I can tell you that Grandma Carrie Dan's daughter, Disha, I saw her this morning. And um, she knows that Saturdays are the council circle. And But I have to tell you that on behalf of Grandma Carrie and her sister Mary and all of those who crossed over, they're very happy that... Um, that this is going forward. It's just so much gratitude and happiness. Yeah. So um, let me be um, polite and <laughs> see if there's anything also that um, the other member of our circle that uh, Joshua Drake wants to uh, contribute. Any thoughts or things that have come up for you, Joshua, listening to all of us? Okay, guess not. <laughs> All right. Um, so, um, but let's go once moment. Let's go back to the um, to the clan mother, to grandmother Marge. Um, is there more that you'd like to say about DQ University and the vision for this coming planting season? As we, you know, as speaking of the medicine wheel. It's planting mm -hmm. time. Well, we just delivered, I don't know how many white sage plants to DQ uh, to start the medicinal garden because down south in Fresno, a farmer did not realize on his 20 acres that that was sacred to Native Americans. And so he put a shout out to all of us to come and gather and so we dug up as many as we could and prayed over it and brought it back to DQ as other of my chapter. They took plants to plant on their land also to bless elders. And when we have dances or crossing overs, that we would have that access there. Like I stated, 2010, we had the permaculture class, and unfortunately the old board allowed the plants to die out there and others had cut down the trees so we're doing a revitalization as we say also now the big word is instead of repatriation it's rematriation and we are going to be i have over millions of seeds to bring out there it's right now during this transition of who is actually going to hold that land before we do the huge planting plan yeah. on a food forest that was implemented in 2010 with not only fruit 
and citrus trees and nut trees, but the whole nine yards. We even had back then a farmer's market that was out there and planned to be part of the Davis farmer's market that's maybe two miles from there. But we're on County oh, Road 31 where there's access to so much traffic that people will be coming in. There's chickens out there, so we will actually be um, selling the chicks and the eggs and yeah. animal husbandry, the solar panels, water wheels, the whole nine yards, cob building. It will not stop um. at just food preservation. We also had and hemp great too, right? Of fires that many of our tribes hold their sacred seeds from generations. We have a seed bank there that when something like that happens on their land, we contact them and say, we have your seeds to your medicinal plants. Let's replant. Yes. So that started out there years ago. There's 643 acres. We're taking that land back. Yes. Hi, hi. Yeah, uh, look, quick question. I, I, you probably then know Sister Rowan White. Do you know Rowan? She's a seed no. saver. She's up by Grass Valley. Um, I'll have to introduce you. She's, I yeah. was blessed to meet her, and she gave me white buffalo calf woman tobacco seeds. And nice. she's, she's um, a special. I, I met her through uh, Lawrence Anthony, who is a Mohawk brother who moved out to the West Coast. He teaches, he's a singer and a teacher, and I will connect you. Um, you'll be very happy to know each other because um, she's a wonderful gardener. And uh, anyway, that's, uh, and, I, and I can ask too, maybe sometime, we have narrow um, leaf sage up here. We are, there's sage grows everywhere, and, and I make smudge sticks with it. But I would so love to be able to incorporate some broadleaf um, sacred sage out here as well. Absolutely. Oh, and to let you know, Grass Valley, then, right? I am near Grass Valley. Is a distance from here. I'm in Crescent Valley. Well, that's, that's where Grandma to my carries. Good Shield Aguilar. If you follow his music, ah. he's up there with the Buffalo Field Campaign which is I was trying to get buffalo on DQ land where once a year Uh, we would do a traditional slaughter and teaching the youth how to do the hide and preserve it. And we would honor an elder that year with that buffalo hide and then have a huge feed because buffalo is very good for our diabetic people. And so having this huge feed and distributing meat to them, is something that was also in the works years ago that we hope to incorporate. Oh, I see that happening. We've had Buffalo um, out here before and Nancy Collins, who is a redheaded Lakota sister, her family was, had the Buffalo that, that movie, what was it? When, I don't know what it's called. That was like in Lakota and it was all these Buffaloes. Anyway, that was their Buffalo ranch. In Utah, and but I tell people it would be hilarious to have buffalo walking around through the town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't do. pet them. <laughs> um, yeah, but because 
you know, it, as a Lakota, adopted Lakota, you know, I love cows. But when I see the fences on lands, I mean, I just want to take the fences down and go, free the buffalo. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, that's um, dangerous, though. They'll get killed. Oh, exactly. Exactly. Also. So we, we come uh-huh. from both those worlds. And he honors my California tradition, and I honor his Lakota tradition. And that's how we raise our grandchildren yeah. to know both of those languages. Uh, I so am looking forward to having language classes, you know, because yeah. I, 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 you know, want to know um, Lakota, and I want to know um, this is Shopai country here. And, um, you know, it's, I'm looking forward, you know, the things that you're doing there, I mean, great spirit is inspiring here as well. I'm so excited in my, in the hemp field, which is, you know, crop rotation is how I'm looking at it this year, but arugula has taken root and it's coming, you know, I'm starting food jungles and seeing the desert come to life is, is amazing. And that was my husband's vision is to have food forests from DQ University all to Pi- all the way to Pine Ridge Reservation, where you could just pull over oh, and grab it. a head of lettuce, get some oranges, a couple of bags of nuts, and be on your way. And, you know, this is going to happen. Exactly. Yes. Well, it's my vision, too. And that's what, you know, that's how visions are born. Great spirit. People, instead of people going, that's my idea, that's my idea. No, sillies. When Great Spirit gives, when one person has an idea, it's hard for it to be born. When two people share a vision, that's when you know it's going to come to be, you know. Um, In any case, should we, um, do you mind if, um, speaking of, if see how this goes, but I want to, uh, uh, can we, can we take a, uh, a music break for a moment and four minutes and I'm going to play Standing Like a Rock by Trevor Hall, which was a song that was written for, uh, Standing Rock. And thank you, brother Trevor Hall, um, for letting us play this song. So, um, this is exciting. We'll be, um, Back speaking in just a few minutes.
So, speaking of sacred rocks, a special shout out to um, our family in uh, of the Ucheti Sakowin, and mm-hmm. uh, special special love to uh, Chief Arval and Paula, and they will join us, and they've already oh. said that they will come out here at some point because he is the spiritual chief of the White Buffalo mm-hmm. Nation, and he lets us be, and I'm really grateful. Um, and now we are um, moving into the second hour, which, um, like, you know, some um, smudge, as we move into a, um, a really deeply troubling phenomenon that we are all dealing with and affected by. Um, And I'm so glad that um, 
grandmother Marge is leading uh, the circle as an AIM grandmother because the topic of missing and murdered indigenous women always brings to the forefront of my heart. And I want to um, have this conversation remembering the women, particularly Annie Mae Pictou, who was, you know, such a bright light and was lost through um, disease and um, the effects of uh, drugs and alcohol and bad minds um, in a very dark time. And that darkness is, is um, we're still dealing with. So um, I want to move into um, turning this part of the circle over and I'd ask um, Grandmother Marge to once again um, open this portion of the program with a prayer, if you would, please, for, um, oh. for our relatives. Thank you, Creator, for this radio station to go out and bring awareness to this genocide that is happening all over Turtle Island with our missing, murdered Indigenous women and people from all over. And we cry with the mamas that are going through this, not knowing if they're little ones, call them babies, even though they are adults, that they're still alive. Um, we touch the ones that are hurting for having to, at this time, bury their children and the children who are actually having to turn around and bury their mama or their dad, their uncle, their grandparents through this. And we ask that creator you touch where all these man camps are happening on these pipelines that is instigating a lot of the MMIW and P's and that you shut them down and you bring awareness to each and every one of us hearing this that when you rape a woman you are also raping your mother earth and when you rape your mother earth you're also raping the sacred life givers it touches us deeply and that we have to be aware that this has this balance that is terribly off and hurting every single person. We ask you, Creator, that you touch each and every one of us, that we come up with a solution and stronger laws to protect our people, and that these ones that are in that White House, in the Senate seat, hear our pleas. And start doing the right thing by us. Go to all my relations. Hi, honey. Hi, hi. And let's talk some about white bison and well-briety. Because I know um, the last time um, we had, um, you know, I, I took a break for four years because I was so busy um, gardening. Um, And the last program I did before I um, took the break was with Chanupa Gluhamani with Dwayne Martin. Um, And the topic was um, missing and murdered indigenous women. And he was um, being very active in, in Rapid City. And 
also one of my guests, we did a program with Chief Phil Lane and um, a sister from uh, by uh, Braveheart. And we were talking about um, resident, the trauma of the residential school experience. Mm-hmm. We were talking about lateral violence. And that's why, I, you know, I brought up, and I don't want to go into it much more, but I brought up um, Sister Annie May. And I, I feel that it's important for us as being women to um, step into power, into the traditional role of tribal structure, of nation structure, where the women are, are the ultimate, are the law of the land. And the chiefs mm-hmm. speak for mother. We are the living body of Unjimaka. Each of us is a walking tree. And so, you know, we're all healing. We've all fallen short, especially with, the, you know, when the fire water was brought here. I mean, the Treaty of uh, Fort Laramie, from what I was told um, by a brother, um, an elder, we did an entire program is they, um, they brought liquor to the brothers and got all and all of the men who didn't intend to sign the Fort Laramie Treaty got drunk and passed out and they were dragged to the treaty unconscious and their thumb their their prints were put on that treaty. And firewater has a tremendous, you know, destructive impact um both on the guests who've come and, you know, was given to soldiers to give them, to turn them into monsters. I mean, look at what happened to the Lenape, you know, I mean, the story of how Manhattan was taken in the middle of the night, a man woke up and there were all these drunken soldiers marching the people out into the East river and doing unspeakable atrocities. So, but we, you know, it's like everybody's participated. I mean, I'm from Wounded Knee, and we need a well-briety circle out there, my, my nieces and nephews. I mean, how many grandparents are raising their children, their grandchildren, because their children are caught in the dark web? You know, it's so, you know, that's why all of the oases that, I, you know, hope to be part of, including this year, have to have um, well-briety at the center of the circle. Can And you have much more experience with white bison, you know, Grandma Marge, than I do. Can, can you speak to how you've seen that helping? And um, can you speak to, you know, I've seen you have pictures posted that I thank you for letting me share for this program and the women, you know, are, are standing up, um, you know, painting their faces with the red hand um, to stand for their sisters and themselves. Can you begin to speak about um, this path to healing? Yeah, it's a big shout out to Don Coyas. He's who saved my life. I 
couldn't understand AA and NA at all. It made me want to use even more, but the white bison really affected my spirit and told me to get up, brush myself off, and start helping my people. And with that, I am so absorbed in the white bison well-briety that if I'm ever asked to testify in a court of law and put my hand on that black book, I'm going to tell them I have my own book and it's going to be the white bison book that I live my life through. I follow all of those things that are written in there. And uh, so me being a facilitator and fire starter for white bison is a great honor for me because I walk that red road the best that I can. And it's through those teachings and my elders that I came out alive because I was left for dead by an abuser. And it's one of those things that I know what fear is. I know what these people go through when they're being beaten and told they're going to die. Um, It's something I never want anybody to have to go through. And a lot of times it is through that alcohol and um it's a man-made substance that we should not be ingesting just like the drugs that's a man-made product to get us hooked and we get hooked on that and then we no longer can function mentally it takes over our emotions spiritual and physical bodies and it it throws us off track where we're not balanced anymore. Walking that red road, we're being pushed to the left. We're being pushed to the right instead of walking that center toward creator. And so I'm also a facilitator of survivors of homicide, which is through the MMIW. When uh, Don Coyas went to Canada and found out, you know, what was going on there, the missing murdered indigenous women and then he comes to the united states and finds out there's a genocide going on here also so he not only does the boarding school traumas the historical traumas the intergenerational traumas now it's the mmiwmp that is going on and he's bringing so much awareness to that also so you know whatever he plans to teach others i'm right there please Teach me. I, I'm ready. I'll eat well, a sponge remind- before so I can absorb it. Yes. Yes. Let's remind everyone to go on Facebook to the White Bison page. Um, I generally, um, if I, if I'm not doing something else, I participate in the. Um, it's 11 a.m. here, but there is a daily um, Well Briety White Bison meeting. That is virtual on Zoom, and it is saving my life because, as Chief Geronimo knows, that um, my um, little husband is um, is in the um, that I'm a domestic violence survivor, becoming a thriver, and so I want to talk a little bit to the brothers, Marge, because there is hope, yes. and we have a lot of brothers. I and sisters who come to, I'm an Al-Anon person, okay? But I go to the, but it's both open to Al-Anon. Well, Priority is both for Al-Anon and AA people, you know? So you can both be, you know, because we're all affected. But yeah. can you talk, have you, you, you have seen healing 
among abusers, have you not? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's generations. It's not just one generation that is either abused or abusive, but also about the white bison. Don has come up with the moose hide campaign. And whenever I do the powwows or events, we do the red dress dance where we dance the red dresses in. And I ask the men, the warriors, to circle us. That's the protection. And they put on this moose hide pin and they sign this thing that there will be no domestic violence in their homes, in their families, in their communities, that we're taking this back and we're not going to follow that colonized way of hurting our people. And it's, it's a compact that you're making that you're a warrior now. And that's what I tell our women in the Wellbriety that are survivors of this domestic violence that you might start off as prey, P-R-E-Y, from somebody who's going to yes. hurt you, rape you, molest you, abuse you. And then you go to victim. Then you go to survivor. And then you go to warrior that that's not going to happen to you ever again or the people in your family. So you see, again, there's four, like the seasons, the directions. We do four where you're the prey, then you're the victim, then you're the survivor, and then you stand up with your fist in the air. You are now a warrior for your people, for the women, for the next seven generations. That's how we turn this around. We give that acknowledgement to the men that yes you might have gone through this but that's a different road turn around and start working this way on that red road Mm. to heal your families and the communities like i said and so when you go through those four transitions of knowing that you were the prey and then you became the victim and then you transfer to survivor you just do not stay at survivor you go to that next level of warrior, and that's where you got that status. I call it thriver. That I add status. the word thriver. Yeah, I'm more I add the thriver. word thriver. I am a warrior now for the women of let's get up, dust ourselves off, and start kicking some yes. butt. Exactly. And, but I, I want to circle back because, as I said, I'm in the midst of it right now. And I say special, yeah. I call him Walla Wankantanka, which means you ask Great Spirit before you do anything. And he's just beginning sobriety. And it takes me back to the stories that uh, Chief Phil Lane was, you know, it's being able to be honest for the men who are victims and were victimizers. Because this opens up the topic of what is called ritual abuse, which came to us through... um, the churches, mm-hmm. which, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. the, you know, hey, little Tommy, come in the back room with father. And we're, you know, we're going to, uh, I have something I'd like to show you. And then little Tommy finds himself in the back room and there's a black mass going on and little Tommy gets sacrificed. I mean, let's get yeah. real. That stuff really happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's one of the things, you know, that we're talking about. We're, and we have to talk about, because there's so much shame involved 
And if we mm-hmm. don't talk about it, you don't break the cycle. You don't right. break the cycle. And that's what I find with like looking at the situation that I'm in as a, as a counselor. Okay. I'm both a victim and a counselor um, is I look at the um, perpetrator and I see that the knowing that people are grown up in unhealthy families that perhaps are practicing dark paths and and their children grow up in that and they're so ashamed they've been sexually abused they've been molested they've seen things that no one should see and they don't know how to get out and then they turn to drugs and alcohol because they're so ashamed and then if they're unfortunate you know then the law gets involved and that doesn't help you know going to prison I mean, it can to take someone who's really dangerous off the streets, but really like alcoholism is a disease. It's a disease. You know, Mm -hmm. drug addiction is a disease and we need to be, you know, the it's punishment enough to have those secrets and those horrors. Because what I find in looking at the man I'm dealing with and other men is these trapped children who and, and they end up having multiple personalities. I mean, you know the whole nine yards. So mm-hmm. it's, I just feel it's important to begin to speak about, um, to help them because they're so ashamed and they just can't stop, you know, because they're like a five-year-old child that's overwhelmed with trauma and the straw is always going to break the camel's back. Any emotional trauma that comes up, they freak out and they attack generally a woman like a like a little child because they're overwhelmed with trauma you know what i'm saying mhm mm. so um yeah well briety i'm i'm um really looking forward to um in july i'll be doing the training and mm-hmm. i'm working on myself <laughs> but um, I'm very transparent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, who is talking? No, you, we can hear you. Is that you, Joshua? Yeah, I'd like to, you know, say something. It's not just any gender per se, as far as I can see. A lot of the times. You know, after any of us have been through that type of stuff, it's such an emotional trauma when you get so angry. And it's all out of fear and panic of, you know, of life. I, I was up this morning and I sat in uh, you know, the spiritual hot springs over there above Carrie and Mary and the Jan family. Every, every time I go up there and I do a meditation, I ask for the indigenous people and, you know, the great spirit to heal us all. Um, you know, uh, I just, uh, you know, I, I kind of have issues right now with, with fear and panic and women because they want to control everything in such a manner. So that's my view on it. And uh, 
I don't know. I felt pretty sad. I, I mean, it's hard to find a relationship where somebody's not trying to change you. And yeah, and as far as the drug thing, all I do is uh, Twitters and tweakers, and it drives me up a tree. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. And uh, uh, that's just my thought on it. But you know, dignity. That's and, good, uh, Joshua, because. Because actually, as with Marge and I here and Chief Geronimo, um, this is both a radio program and it's also a group process. So I appreciate all of our listeners. As we open the door to this topic, you're going to find that the people who are part of this circle, even if they're elders, are going to be going through their own healing process. So thank you, Joshua. Marge, did did you hear what um, Brother Joshua was saying? No, not really. It was it was really quiet. Like he wasn't near the microphone. I kept putting my ear closer, and I still couldn't hear. I apologize. Okay, he was no, he was, was processing about his issues with women and feeling like women are always trying to control things and something like that. Mm. I, I believe. Yeah. Can I bring you something to this? Yes. You know, um, you know. This is where, you know, in, in, in my belief in that, you know, when you give somebody an opportunity that, you know, this is where I see um, our elder warriors or elder brothers and, you know, our elder supporters to, um, you know, deliver where it is that, you know, to, to grow a man and to grow a warrior and how to be able to, you know, treat all human beings and, you know, into the cells that what who they want. And, you know, it's like Joshua said, you know, it's like, can I just be me? When can I be me? And when can I do what I do? And then <laughs> with the education for what it is that, you know, um, Marge and, you know, the board, I believe in my, in my entire heart that when you give someone an opportunity that, you know, it takes them away that, you know, why are they beating? Why are they hurting? Why are they doing this? Because uh, I believe they know that a man needs to know that he can take care of his woman. If he can't take care of his woman, you know, you know, maybe feeling that, you know, I feel that, I, you know, I'm not doing my job and that someone else is going to do it better. And, you know, and that fear of knowing we should be taking it out on ourselves, but, you know, we take it out on the ones we hurt and that's wrong. And that, you know, um, this opportunity and to, you know, giving the person that, you know, give them work, give them, you know, um, opportunity and, you know, the elderhood of the, um, our elders of the men that, you know, go to those that, you know, hey, you can't do that. And I, I believe that it's, it's a big burden, you know, for our grandmothers, you know, to, um, they need, we all need to be together. We all need to be able to, you know, and our culture was that, everybody had a place that would help those to strengthen themselves and that, you know, and our women and our children do not get hurt. Yes. They do not get hurt. And that's, we are, our elders are the ones who should be responsible to, you know, to guide us in that the best way. And they see something out, then it's our elders to go, Hey, how are we fixing this? And why are you doing this? You know, we need to put our, our steps forward just as much as anybody else. 
and you know take responsibility and hold up that how can we fix this void? How can we fix you know the domestic um, abuse of you know what we're all going through? And yes. that there is there is an opportunity, there is an action, and there is a provision. And what put the staple on all this? That there is education. We can learn from this. We could teach from this. And we could develop from this, from the very hub that has been given to us to um, to assure that. And that's, you know, our universities and our colleges that um, put the best interests of the future of our, um, of our people and those that uh, you would like to learn, you know, to better themselves and not to hate themselves more than that they hate someone else that has nothing to do with that hurt or that pain. Yes. I'd like to recall, look at the great, the story of the peacemaker and how that journey, I don't remember the names, but wasn't one of the ones who became the ally with the peacemaker, wasn't he the one who was running around causing war and trouble? He was a very bad man. And then he had a change of heart Mm -hmm. and he became part of the great confederacy that everyone buried the weapons of war and changed because as they say the only constant in life I hear people say I can't change I can't change and it's a silly thing to say because the only constant in life is change yeah but you know why that happened you know um, the peacemaker that created war because he created war because that was the people chose but chose to change his mind into peace. Can I find anybody, anywhere, that will decide peace is better than war? And that peace that he found was in the Native Americans that who decided to, amongst his people, that war is not a conquer of what has more. It's a conquer for what you have and willing to protect. That is the peacemaker. The peacemaker is to find the judgment for what gives reality for his life. Do you want to live or do you want to die? And to live will be, you know, that's nature. And Native Americans are nature. And the peacemaker will always protect what nature for it gives them worse place. You know, and that's that's my choice. And that's what I see. And you know what what DQ stands for, Lisa? No. Did Thomas tell you the D is Dekanawita? Oh, that's the name. (laughs) (laughs) I can never get it right. We have a caller who um, has been very quiet, 206-660. We welcome you to the circle. Would you please, um, it looks like they just dropped. So <laughs> anyway, say, um, you're welcome. <laughs> so, um, Mr. Marge, this I'm going to pass again. the feather. Oh, hi, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I, I use Bluetooth, so I think that was a problem on my little thing. Oh, I, I can like hear uh, you, Josh. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I didn't realize the Bluetooth would do that to me, so. Anyway, oh, no, I was just technology. saying, uh, you know, yeah, technology, <laughs> all right. 
I check my ass. But anyway, uh, I went up. I went up to the Sacred Heart Springs up there this morning, and when I go there and on mm. Saturdays, I meditate, you know, to the Great Spirit, and I just ask for the healing of the of all the indigenous people of the world, you know. And uh, I don't know. I'm trying to have kind of a good time too, because you know this is my. <laughs> Right. You know, my first round too. And uh yeah. so anyway, life's too serious to take too seriously. But some days that's you know, right. son of a bitch is and that's just life, yep. you know. And uh uh but you know, we need to quit hurting each other with our fears yep. and our panic. It's uh gotten a little and I said there ain't nothing but Twitterers and tweakers in this world, it seems like, some days, and I'm tired of it. Well, let's, so, go, anyway, guys, let's go to that, Madison. Let's talk about Ephedra and Mahuang. And let's, that circles us back to the missing and murdered indigenous women's issue. Because I remember one time I was talking to uh, Chief Arvald's wife, um, the beautiful Paula Horn, looking horse. And I said, Paula, do you think that the meth epidemic is what's fueling the missing and murdered indigenous women's problem. And she said, well, of course, everybody knows that. So let's talk about (laughs) the misuse of plant medicine, because as a medicine, and I, you know, I know we're not supposed to call ourselves medicine people, but I am a medicine woman. I work with the plants and the stones and they talk to me, all my relations. And so you know, I, I, I'm not like, because I'm definitely not an advocate for Ma Huang or Ephedra, but I do want to point out that right now, um, a lot of people all across the world and all across Turtle Island are secretly participating in that medicine. And I don't want to, you know, we've all gone through reefer madness. And now we're coming out the other side. We have, we're dealing with industrial hemp. We have, you know, dispensaries and we're appreciating the medicine. And one of the things I've observed with that medicine, with um, Mormon tea, and is that what seems to be causing the extreme problems with it is the pollution of the mind through the inundation of through the mass media of pornography and that what I have seen in both um, indigenous and um, non-indigenous communities is that particularly when you take that substance and you mix it with alcohol and you mix it with minds polluted with pornography is that it fuels men who suddenly see women as um, people to traffic. And I well, want to point that out because I don't want to throw out. There, anyway, I know we're, this is one of the things about this program is we do talk about things that are controversial. So um, well, I'm just we saying have, I'm not we saying. We those types of meds within our medical community already. 
you know, with Adderall and there's a couple other out there that is a, a methamphetamine. And uh, on the, the other stuff, you know, that comes in from Mexico or whatever, it's it's not as pure as those, for one thing. But for another thing, uh, I was told that a lot of times with people with mental health issues, they hear voices and such, they use the mm-hmm. methamphetamine to shut down the voices. So I kind of try to look at it that way, too, at times, you know, I just... I just want peace and well that's why I'm saying I don't want to demonize any natural medicine I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater because I feel like we're also dealing with law enforcement which rather than putting people in treatment they'll throw you in jail and that's not a solution but let's turn this back to um, Geronimo and to March okay Okay. That's why that you know that there's rehabilitation centers that you know um, we have one opportunity right now. We all the opportunity that we have right now is we could come out of a, a pandemic with a structure, an opportunity. You know, if there was a problem yesterday in a rehabilitation system, hey, the minds that we have today that can reestablish. You know the medical the medical appropriations on studies. You know um, the statistics of what it is that um, what the police puts the drugs out there so that they could be able to associate that there's a cost to something so that they get the money from the federal government. Okay, right. So it's, it's it's an automatic system already developed in its creation because somebody is at their wick and whim. Let's say let's go after Billy today. We know Billy's going to be high. Billy's going to be drunk. And we know we got him on something. You know, right. everybody's just a number. You know, it's like when you get caught, who it is, and who <laughs> not on the line, then you're definitely going to be that fucking number. Excuse my language. But, you know, it's, we need oh my God, to be Thomas. able to utilize it. <laughs> no, it's okay, Marge. It's It's okay. I, I tell Chief, Chief Looking Horse, since he was given the pipe to be the caretaker, he hasn't used a swear word, and he doesn't carry a gun. I've got him covered. I use the swear words for him. So they're used up. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, okay. So the thing is, you know, um, you know, it's, you know obviously, you know, it's a temper underneath that, um, you know, we have an ability, and we could change change our ways to correct what we have our opportunity in. You know, there we have, there is, we can make these facilities better. And when we could develop, you know, a workshop that gives a person of a counselor that, you know, what's, what's Billy's problem? Why is he doing that? And can we give him the strength to take away what he's addicted to and get addicted to what it is it takes to take a nice, beautiful girl out to dinner? And to treat her with respect, <laughs> and to take her to mom and dad, and you know, and to know that in these steps, you know, those are those are serious steps that I could take care of, you know, the man and the woman, and then vice versa opportunity, you know, yeah. it's you know, it's holding the same strength. Can two parents work? You know, no, I don't want you to work because I'm the man. It's like no, it's take up responsibility for each other, just in case 
One loses one, you already got one covered. It's the unity of what needs to be, you know, associated to, you know, drugs and alcohol. And that, you know, in the professions out there, we can't go to, you know, a lab and go, hey, do this for us because we need this. We need to develop that within our own system. And the rehabilitations of alcohol and narcotics, you know, or pills, whatever it is that, you know, that is inhibiting them to be who they are. Something is missing and someone's not listening. That's the one thing with, you know, drugs. It's like, you know, hey, this right here is my friend. He listens to me. He does exactly what I want until I know what's going to happen (laughs) because that's just the system. That's just how it goes. You know, I mean, there's a place in Mendocino. It's called, it's called Mendocino County Primary. It's a, it was supposed to be a full Native American rehabilitation um, facility. And the counselor provided to, to make a deal with, the, with the, um, the clients who were the drug dealers and the meth makers. Yes. Made a deal with them to um, make that product and go out there and sell to all his friends with the cut to the counselor. It's like, um, what did you just do? He promoted the drug dealer to enhance his ability to make money for what he know he has. Huh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not the program. It was shut down. You know? <laughs> and the counselor got to go, the head director got to go to another facility and go, he was good enough to do his job. He messed up because he got caught. You know, but they closed yeah. down the program, and I was able to pick it back up to be able to, you know, to redirect it in its correct way. You know, I'm obviously a Native American who was a Native American who ran the program, didn't do it correctly. So we can look back on these things and, you know, learn from those who are on this radio show and those of the elders that, you know, that um, who might be listening that, you know, there's there's counselors and there's people and willing to – teach and educate and provide for um, all the relations to get back on their feet. And, you know, this pandemic will show us where we stand. And yeah. we, we stood at Standing Rock with a nation. And we have the same opportunity today to make that, that direction and that opportunity and a guide for which you know, I, I pray for um, Marge and DQ and, you know, into their future and that their direction that is it's a burden onto themselves that which they took upon that they're everybody else's future. And I pray for, you know, we all look in ourselves that we can change and we can make a difference and that our future is, is right here. And the people that are willing to help us to put it together is waiting for us to make yes. those changes and those opportunities. Oh, oh. Hi, hi. Hi, hi. March. Yeah. The grandmother's perspective. Oh, you ain't going to like thoughts. me. So with the drug <laughs> and alcohol addiction, a lot of times you are born with it. If your mother was drinking or drugging while you were in the womb, so that's how yes. I became an addict is the first time I tasted alcohol. I was, I think, 10 years old, and it was like a breath of oxygen to me. I didn't realize I had been uh-huh. swimming in it throughout the whole nine months 
in the womb and then the drugs yes. and then the abusive behavior was everything that three generations of our matriarchs had lived through. So when we wow. say addiction, a lot of times it is really not our fault that this dis-ease has overcome us and taken over our thoughts, our patterns, yes. and any semblance of sanity. We don't know why. Why am I acting like this? Why can't I stop quit drinking? Why can't I get off yeah. the drugs? And so with that comes the education again. We have a youth regional treatment center on the DQ University property that is opening up next month for, unfortunately, children oh, wow. 12 years old to 17 and to hopefully wow. re do where their medicine wheel was broke at whatever age it was broke at. And so it, it's wow. a huge taking on of, of, of the healing. So the drug addiction yes. that I see in a lot of people who have this and the alcohol abuse is due to generations and to yes. come to the realization of forgiving yourself for getting caught up in that mm -hmm. and forgiving your parents. It's very hard to forgive mm -hmm. your parents. They did the best they could. I'm a product of adoption yes. due to that alcoholism and domestic violence. So I understand wow. how hard it is to forgive your parents for where you are now. But damn it, I take full responsibility for the actions I did. I'm not going to fall back on well, it's my parents' fault that I'm like this, and I'm always <laughs> going to be an alcoholic or drug addict. No, I redid that polarity in my mind and my life so I could walk this red road. So when we come across uh, people who are in their addictions, you pray for them. You know where they've been. You know that road that they're walking. It's not an easy one. Neither is the red road, but I'd rather walk the red road with clear eyes and a clear <laughs> mind and be yes. doing the things I'm doing mm. now than back where I was 30 years ago. And we we can totally heal through this. It's just knowing. See there? Where You're a living example of on. healing. Yes. I, I yes. like to So would you say, March, that... It's like you've gone, had your own experience of Dr. Jekyll and Mrs. Hyde, that when you were drinking, you were a Mrs. Hyde. I was worse and now, than that. And now you're, were you? <laughs> oh, my God, yes. But I'm people so need to, they, they don't now. think they can change. You can. They can. No, no. You, could, you know, there's a thing that my son said one time. What is the similarities of a panhandler that asks for money and an alcoholic? And I said, what? And he goes, it's all about the change. And it was like, whoa. Mm. It's mm. all about the change. Got it. Thank you, son. That, that it is. It's all about the change. <laughs> you want to make the change? Yes, I do. And that's, you know, and that's what I love when I go to um, the well variety meetings and the elders are there and 
you know, and the and so many times and I, I'm sure do you go to those meetings sometimes, Marge, the online ones at eleven? Do you ever go no, to that circle? I run my own I run my own white bison and oh. I'll be starting them up again at DQ also. Okay. Well I go because I'm here, you know, we're nineteen miles off the highway and everything and it's such a lifeline for me. And then yeah. the you know People come in and they're just starting. And but it's it's like you know the elders, you know they've they know and they've you know they've changed. They're their good selves, and nobody judges, you know. And we're there to catch each other. It's just it it does so much good for my heart. I you know it just makes me feel so hopeful. You know, in a good well, way. Yeah, because when you hear their stories, you're like, "Holy crap!" And you're still standing. So yeah, <laughs> these stories are very important to listen to, even though it's hard. It, it's much needed for all these generations to hear that we've eaten dirt, we've crawled through crap in order to get our sobriety, and here we are to help hold our hand out to say. Take my hand. I'm going to show you how to do this. Not a hand out, a hand up. Yeah. It, it's like pulling each other out of quicksand. Yeah. Yeah. It takes each other. We we need each other to connect. And I want to interrupt for a second. That um, in Standing Rock, there's you know close to twenty thousand people. And I had you know um, they gave me the. Um, the job or the opportunity to say, would you gather everybody in here at Stain Rock and put them in a circle? So I went out and I mean, I mean, Stain Rock, it was, it was pretty big. It was, it was good, like four or five acres, you know, it was, you know, little Island and, you know, went around to everybody and said that, you know, it, we're here for a reason. We're here to stop and, to pray and to ask for this help for a, a nation, a community, and the future for 14 million people to um, to come to, to not be vaccinated by this this fuel that's going to be pumping under this water. And I went around and told him that you know what, if we put ourselves all together in this circle, we will stop this. You know, I put my belief, and I put the belief of everybody that they're my brothers, you know, the chiefs, and put this ability that put this circle together. Yes. And at the last moment, it took me two hours. <laughs> the kids were sitting on the hill in their little in their jackets, you know. And they said, "Hey, kids, come here. We need more people. You know, stop playing for five seconds and get over here." And by the time I went around, they figured everybody was kind of dissipating. Like, no, people are staying right there. And then by the time I made the last, um, got everybody together, the last hand that came into that connection, it came over the loudspeaker of Dapple got their permits pulled. And uh-huh. right there and then, I knew that the connection of one another, of those of the relatives and the natives, of the 300 nations that, you know, that we have a power. When it comes to just 
you know, when you see yourself, and it's like Marsh says, you know, it's not a hand up, it's a handout. And when you raise your hand together, that's when you know you have something together, that you have a future. And this is yeah. the future of every hand and every person that, you know, it, that, um, that I've learned, and I'm still learning, you know, to, um, you know, be a part of my brothers and um, another nation that um, we're still here and we're not fighting. We're providing. And, yeah. you know, water, water is life. And we are the bodies of that water and the spark that he, heats us to be able to move and create every single day. So, you know, I, I give my appreciations to Marge in that, that we all, you know, we're all that hand up and we are all one nation. And, you know, it believe in that hand and that quicksand because you're going to need that, you know, to, to get out of that hole. And anything of nature, of a root, or you know, what it is that sometimes you got to do by yourself, you know, because, you know, the creator will always put something in front of you that will get you out of any any problem. And it's if amazing. It so happens, if, you're, if it so happens that you sink, you know, and you're still up there within, you know, our creator that you can look down and that, you know, come into life upon this earth as, you know, our relative animals and our relative beings that, um, that's our nature. That's our process. And well, hopefully you'll sprout. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing that right now. All right. We are so sprouting. So sprouting. Yeah, hey. So we're we're coming down to the last quarter of an hour, and I want to ask both of you to think ahead to next week. And Marge, I'm really hoping that you will co-host with us going forward, because this is ev- this council is every week, every Saturday. Um, we can change it, but people will be joining. Um, things to plant some seeds for our listeners to think about for our next meeting, perhaps. And Joshua, you're welcome to throw anything out. I have a couple of things I'd like to share, but let me um, just for a moment, you know, um, direction. You know, we're on a journey. (laughs) We're on a journey, you know, to healing, to the mending of the hoop. Any, Any forward thoughts? I got one. Okay. Mine is, um, mine is, you know, it's it's for Mike Williams, and you know, he wants a mower, and you know he's got this envision, and I believe that when you, you know, it's like what you say, when you have a problem with something, you can say it, and then you know maybe out there in creator, that um, you know when a chief, you know, asks for something, you know, and and a mower, that sit down mower that will mow up to. Um, 640 acres, as Marge says, that, you know, he could feel that, you know, he's cleaning up. And I want to give a, a blessing to those out there that would um, suggest to help Mike Williams out with his lawnmower. You know, it's $3,200. But, you know, it's a, it's a blessing. It's a first school. And, you know, um, you know, these are the thoughts that, um, you know, that brings things to know that you're know, wanting and let everybody know that this, these are the ones that who wants to make this place what it is, and they want to clean up the best interest in the best possible way. So um, that's that's what I would like to be able to hear on you know out there into the future if anybody's listening and that would help. 
Good. I hope. And let me use that as an opportunity. Listeners, when we share on this program projects that could benefit from uh, your um, reaching back to us with resources, um, you can email um, whitebuffalonation at gmail.com. You can um, reach out to uh, Chief Geronimo. Um, he's uh, Thomas Langenderfer on Facebook. We have PayPal. Um, we are more than happy if you reach back and say, oh, I heard Chief Geronimo say he needed, we need donations to help get a mower. Um, reach out to us, and we will make sure that those funds, if you care to help, if, it, if your heart is inspired to participate, will go directly to that project. Yes. Um, and I'm going to also lay seed to um, Hemp Aid Now, and um, that I want to, um, and a special shout out to Bobby Rabadou and everybody in Oklahoma, because I've been invited to come out to Oklahoma and bring some of the Carrie Dan's hemp harvest, good medicine out there. And I want to remind everyone that um, the reason we are still keeping Hemp Aid Now alive is because Congress set the definition of hemp as 0.3 Delta 9 THC or less, not total THC. And this is a shout out to Martin Smith and Rand Paul of Kentucky, who are invited to this council, as well as Bobby Robidoux and Chris Holliger, um, because that battle is still going to be going to court. There are injunctions against the USDA and the DEA, because I want to remind everyone in hemp world that the congressional standard of Delta 9 is the law. Total THC is fraud. If you get a COA on a hemp flower and it says it's 1.2 total THC, but you look at the Delta 9 number and it's less than 0.3, that is lawful and legal hemp. And that's just my plug for Hemp Aid. Now, I also want to mention to... Um, Grandmother Marge and to Chief Geronimo that we have um, been invited to do an interview of um, Kim Gogan and Stefan Rowe. I will tell you more about it and others. We have some people who want to be on the program with us and it may, we may do it on other than a Saturday. So I just wanted to let you know that we have people who are expressing interest. Um, we have um, a guy who wants to talk to us about um, his um, technology that eliminates EMF makes crops grow 30 to 90 percent better. And so I just want to let everybody know that um, while this, these Saturday programs are, are devoted to the Geronimo Hemp Plan and to um, the Healing Circle, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women, um, that we're, we're open to creating a forum for solution bearers. And that's my plug. So, 
I like to um, just you know give my um, my point on you know the the services of what it is that the policies that are being written for you know Native American tribes and those that who have been having complications with you know their federal laws and the federal regulations on these kind of um, service and provisions that um, that is in um, preparation and will go into law under the um, Native American services under their reserves so they can be protected and, you know, realized as a resource to, and to, to, you know, individual commodities and resources and farming as well. Well, um, we have seven minutes left and I'm going to ask um, if Joshua Drake, who by the way, is probably Chief Geronimo's cousin, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what great spirit is so great bringing yeah, us all right. together this you know and there was a reason that first white buffalo born in wisconsin was named miracle because i tell everybody the miracles are flying like flying unicorns watch out yeah. for the flying unicorn miracle um and so i wanted to invite in the last um few minutes um joshua drake if there's anything a, a minute or so that you'd like to say before I ask grandmother to do our closing benediction and then I'm going to let us close out with a song or unless grandma March has a song she'd like to sing too after we give uh, Josh like, uh, Drake the feather for a close yeah I would like to thank grandma Marge for her sobriety and uh, her knowledge that is awesome girl and uh, now, just um, yeah, it's kind of I I don't know uh, uh, about the relation on us, but uh, it could be. My son says that <laughs> he was a history major, and uh, he did our lineage, and I'm related to Sir Francis Drake. So, and that was actually my brother's name. He passed at uh, 48 years old. And, uh, you know, just give thanks to all the, you know, a need to grow. And that's what we need to do mm-hmm. in more ways than one. Yep. And I just pray for that every day. So, that's right. yes, thank you, Lisa, for your host. And, and uh, I'll uh, say peace. All right, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. So, Grandma March, the feather is yours. Okay. Do you know the Strong Woman's Warrior song? Not yet. Lisa? Okay. <laughs> it's easy. I'm going to sing it, and you just sing along with me. This is for MMIW and P all over Turtle Island. Oh. Oh. Way, <laughs> 
Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.